Welcome to the Energy Shift Podcast, the podcast to bring you energy healing techniques, insights from a medical intuitive and consciousness raising methods, all tied together to help you change your energy and heal your life. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Dr. Katharina, and you are listening to podcast episode number five, how to use the power of your mind to heal you. So this is what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to share with you how your thoughts determine if you can or can't heal, how we all have been programmed in childhood, and then also how to take your power back and use your mind to help you heal. So I'm going to give you some exercises on how to do that. Your thoughts are really, really important when it comes to healing yourself. Because every thought that you have translates not only into a chemical reaction into your body, but also produces an emotion. And we do know that the mind and the body are very closely connected. So I'm going to give you an example. And if you're not driving right now, you can do this with me right now. I want to demonstrate how, just how powerful your thoughts are. So if you close your eyes and imagine something, imagine that you are going into your kitchen and in your kitchen you see a lemon, a fresh lemon. And you're picking that lemon, picking it up and taking a knife and you are slicing that lemon open. You can already smell the citric uh, smell and see how juicy it is. Now imagine taking that lemon, one half of the lemon, bringing it to your mouth and biting into it. Now, if you have followed along and imagined this with me, you will have noticed one thing. When you imagine biting into the lemon, your body starts producing saliva because literally your body is anticipating you eating that lemon right now, even though you just imagine it only in your mind. This is just how powerful your thoughts are. And of course, um, the subconscious thoughts that we have, they are also very powerful. The issue often is with the subconscious thoughts that we are not aware of them. So just to explain this real quick to you, we have a conscious mind. So those are the thoughts that you are consciously aware of. But then you also have a subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind makes up about 95% of your thinking. So usually we are not so aware of our thoughts. And this is an issue because the subconscious programs, I really call them programs, they are determining what, how you feel, of course, what you think and how you act. This, of course, is also true when it comes to healing, right? What do you think about your ability to heal subconsciously? And because it's subconscious, it's very hard to know. Now, before we go into how you can become more aware of these thoughts, 
I want to share with you how we are all programmed. And I really say programmed because think about our the mind. Think about the mind as a computer where you can feed a computer program into it. And once you run that program, your thoughts just go on autopilot. When we are little, we are usually operating in the subconscious mind and this is set up by nature like that because as you know children can learn very very quickly and it all comes down to a state of brain waves so let me explain what i mean by this and why this is important for your healing so when um, a baby is born usually it sleeps most of the time right and that's because a baby is most of the time in so-called delta brainwave. So the mind emits certain brain waves, which can be measured with an EEG. And depending on these brain waves, you are either conscious or not conscious, or you're sleeping, or you're in between, between sleep and um, awareness, being awake, wide right awake. And as we pro progress, from being a little child, being or a little baby being born up to about the age of seven years, we go through a progression in our brain waves. And we start out being mostly in Delta, that's when the baby sleeps a lot. But then as it grows and becomes older, the brain waves start changing into an alpha state, into a theta state, and then around the age of seven. They, um, the children emit so-called beta brain waves. And the beta brain waves are the, the waking consciousness. The beta brain waves are used when you want to focus on a task. And this is usually the time also when children start school. So I don't think there's a coincidence here. Let's look at the so-called alpha and theta waves. These are the waves that your brain produces when you're about to fall asleep and also in deep meditation. The interesting thing about alpha and theta is that in these brain waves, your subconscious mind can learn a ton of information very, very quickly. This is because the beta waves, which are the thinking and the reasoning mind are not active and you cannot really distinguish between something that you wanna learn or something that you or that you accept and something that you don't accept because you think it's false so basically in this type of state your subconscious mind picks up everything and it goes unfiltered into your mind where it is stored as a program now think about the time when you were little right literally everything that you saw that you heard that you picked up on an energetic wave or that you felt emotionally, it's all stored in your subconscious mind. And this is the reason why children learn very quickly because they don't have this filter of the beta waves. Of course, this is a good thing for children because they need to learn how to walk, how to speak, how to interact. They have to take in tons of new information and learn very, very quickly. And of course, if you grow up in a, in a family where there was a lot of positivity, what I told you, 
you can be what you want to be, become what you want to be, who encouraged you. It's just a few examples, of course. And where, of course, there was a lot of love. That's a beautiful thing because you're going to operate from that subconscious mind. So this is going to how you see the world because this also creates a filter. It's deep in your subconscious mind and this is how you experience the world. Now, of course, it becomes a problem when you grow up in a family, maybe you had an alcoholic parent, so you were constantly on the lookout, something wasn't right, you didn't feel safe, and literally your nervous system learned that it's not safe to relax and that you always have to be on high alert. Now, the same, of course, goes when you want to heal yourself and the programs that you got in childhood are also very important. What did your parents tell you about that? Did you immediately go to the doctor if something wasn't right with you or did you immediately get medication or did they tell you, did they say to you, you know, your body can heal, your body is designed to heal. Of course, and most likely your parent didn't tell you that because that wasn't also in their conscious mind that the body can heal and that the body can heal from a lot of illnesses. And the, the truth is that there is no illness where there haven't been remission, so where people haven't healed despite their dire prognosis. So there is a power inside of you and that's usually can be unlocked um, when you work with your mind and start Start, start using the power of your mind. Now, one thing also that is important here to know is that it's not just your parents. There's also a collective consciousness that you grow into. And if the collective consciousness thinks that you need to see a doctor immediately if something's not right, if the collective consciousness thinks you cannot heal, then it's very likely that you have picked up these energies and thoughts as well because we're not isolated individuals and we're also part of a, a collective consciousness. Now, when it comes to the power of your mind, the power is so strong, it's so strong that each drug that's on the market needs to be tested against the so-called placebo effect. You might have heard about it. So the placebo effect is nothing else than the power of your mind in action because when people are taking a sugar pill, there's nothing in the pill, but they are told that this is a medication or they think, sometimes they're not told, but they just believe this is a medication, even though it's just a sugar pill, then the body will start making changes. And this is not, it's not just on an energetic level, it's very tangible, it's on a physical level because the body will make changes and start healing. And then we have also the so-called nocebo effect. The nocebo effect is basically the opposite of the placebo effect. This is when you are told there is nothing that you can be done. That's very common actually when you go to the doctor and have a chronic illness and they tell you, hey, there's nothing that can be done and you have three months to live or you're gonna have to live with this for the rest of your life. If you give your power away in that moment and you believe your doctor, then the nocebo effect will take place. So the nocebo effect then gives you all 
these things that you don't want, right? The placebo effect then also is active in your body because deep down you believe you cannot heal and deep down you believe, oh my God, I have to live with this for the rest of my life. And then your body will also respond to these thoughts and make these changes and make you more sick. Unfortunately, doctors are not aware of what they're doing in that moment. They are not trained and I do know that because I've been trained as a medical doctor as well in Austria and then they didn't tell us that, that patients put a lot of power in their doctors, right? That's why you go to a doctor because you want to hear his or her opinion and the issue then really is if the doctor doesn't know how to treat it, he or she will say, well, there's nothing that you can be done because they're not aware of alternatives. They're not aware that well, there is the power of the mind and something can change when you start thinking differently. So they just really talk from their experience. And this is something I really want you to think of that your doctor doesn't have all the answers. It's not possible because there are always alternatives. You know, they cannot be trained in everything. They just are looking through their lens of knowledge but it doesn't mean that they know everything because they are not trained in alternative or holistic healing modalities so i'm wondering right now what happens for you what the, or what did happen for you did you get a dire prognosis what were you told it's very important to become aware of the thoughts that you have about your illness because as I shared with you, your body is constantly listening. And there might be a tape that's running in your brain, in your mind that you're not even aware of. But as you know, energy follows attention. And when you set the intention that you want to become aware of your thoughts about your illness, then you will. And here is the exercise that I suggest for you to do. I want you to sit down and take a piece of paper and set the intention that you want to become very aware of what you are thinking about your illness in terms of is it possible to heal? What have you been told? Do you believe your doctor? Have you been told this is going to last forever? Do you think this is going to take a long time? Do you think it's possible? Or are you frustrated, right? So write down all these thoughts and don't censor yourself. It's important. So you just want to let it out. Write it on a piece of paper. And if you suffer from a chronic illness and nothing has worked so far, then usually you can find clues here on why nothing has worked so far. Because most likely you don't believe that it's possible to heal. Remember that it's not your fault if you don't believe you can, you, you can heal because, as I said earlier, you've been programmed, right? It's a program that runs. So when you then become aware of the thoughts, don't judge yourself because you have the thoughts. But what I, what I would like for you to do is to learn the tapping. This is a very easy method that you can use. It's also called emotional freedom technique, technique or tapping well, basically what you do is you tap on the meridians. So that's, those are the energy lines in your body while you think about these negative thoughts. And what happens when you do is that when you tap 
on these meridians, while you think these thoughts, you're basically removing the emotional charge that you have around these thoughts. It's a very effective method, but you need to do it. And you do it in the moment you catch yourself thinking these thoughts. I'm going to post a link to um, the tapping website where you can learn for free how to do the tapping. It's really simple once you know how, how, how to do it. And then again, just you, you might even want to take this piece of paper with you and in the moment you catch yourself, tap on it. This is a way to deprogram yourself and disengage from these negative thoughts. Okay? That's very important. And of course, once you become aware of your negative thoughts, you're going to choose a different thought. You're choosing, I want to be healthy. Yes, I can heal. You're going to choose empowering thoughts. The empowering thoughts are very important because usually what happens is when you get a diet prognosis or nothing's working, that you become and you feel powerless, right? But the power is really inside of you once you start believing in this power again. And there's something else I want to share with you, which I think is really important too. Usually when I speak with people who have a chronic illness, I'm going to ask them, so what do you think? Did you have or do you have a so-called defining moment of your illness? And this is the moment when you started to think differently about your illness. Usually that happens when, let's say your illness isn't full blown yet, right? It's just you happen to have a few symptoms and you go to the doctor and the doctor tells you, hey, I mean, this is this type of illness. He gives you the diagnosis and it's a diet prognosis. And in that moment, this is the defining moment for you because in that moment you start thinking differently about your illness. You think it's not in it's not possible for me to heal. The doctor told me. And in your mind, you already create a future scenario of how your life is playing out. I'm wondering, what is your defining illness? Think about it. And by the way, it doesn't always have to be the, the moment you got diagnosed. It can also be something else. But basically, it's the moment where something happened and when you started to think differently of your illness, you started to feel disempowered and you got scared of the future. When you discover your defining moment, there is a method that I really love and I want to share with you to change this defining moment. It's important because in that moment, as I said earlier, you're, gonna, you're giving your power away and you want to reconnect to your power. So you might think, hey, Katarina, this happened so long ago. How can I change it? Well, we can here again use the power of the mind because remember, if you, build, if you imagine something, it's the same thing for your mind as if it happened or if it's just in your imagination and most, more importantly, it's the same thing also for your body. And of course, you cannot change what has happened, but what you can change is how you remember your reaction or response to the situation. And let me explain what I mean by this. So let's go to, back to this, to this moment when your doctor 
diagnosed you and you had this whole scenario of, oh my God, this is going to last forever and you got panicked or you got sad and scared. Let's go back to that. When you change in your mind your response, the response of, okay, I'm not scared, the response could be something like, okay, my doctor gave me this diagnosis, but my response is, well, maybe this doctor doesn't know everything. Maybe I don't believe this doctor. Maybe he doesn't have a clue. And maybe I can figure this out by myself. And maybe I can trust my body or I can trust that I find someone who can help me. And just because he thinks and believes in a diagnosis, I might be different. I might be the exception, right? So this is what I mean by changing your reaction in the defining moment. And I really want you to do this. And the way you would do this is you take a moment or 10-15 minutes where you're not interrupted and you sit down or you lie down and you closing your eyes and in your mind's eye you go back to this defining moment. So what's important here is that when you do this and when you imagine this, you're not imagining it from the perspective of an observer. So not from above or from the side. You're imagining it the way you experienced it. So in other words, you are looking out through your own eyes. Okay. And then what you do is you imagine what happened and you imagine how you responded differently. So maybe you told your doctor, well, this is nice that you tell me this, but I don't believe it because I know and I believe in the power of my body to heal or I can find someone else. Thank you for your time, but I don't, I don't agree, right? So this could be one, um, one way of changing it. So you need to feel a little bit into what it was for you and what would you have needed in that moment. Remember that it's usually about power. It's the moment when you give your power away. So what you want to do is you want to imagine the scenario in such a way that you are still in your power. Okay, so you're matching it all the way through. Think about what you could have said. Think about how you could have felt. That's also important. You want to make it as vivid as possible. And it's important to engage all of your five senses. I know that it might be a lot to do, especially if you don't, if it's new for you to imagine or to visualize things. So don't worry, you can repeat this exercise. And when you do, really try to get into it. How did you feel like? What did you think? What did you smell? What did you hear? but you make it as vivid as possible and it changes it to your advantage. And the interesting thing is when you do, your body will remember it differently because not only is your body always listening to your thoughts, but when you imagine something, you're creating new neural pathways in your brain, right? That's a way of, it's, it's a method to literally rewrite not only your defining moment, but rewrite your history where you come out as the hero of your own story. 
And every time you do this, you're strengthening these pathways. And I'm going to tell you one more thing to, or actually two more things to make it even more powerful. I want you also to set an intention before you engage in this exercise. Intention setting is very powerful too. And the intention here would be that I'm rewriting my history so that I can emerge as the hero and that I can start believing again in the power of my body to heal myself so that my illness shall be healed. That's one example, right? You want to be very clear on what you are doing and why you're doing it. So set the intention before you engage in this, in this exercise. And I have one more, one more trick here to make it even more powerful. When, once you have set your intention, okay, and you start to go into the story of what has happened, I want you to cross your arms. So what you're going to do is like you're hugging, you're giving yourself a hug. Okay. And while you imagine your different response to the situation, I want you to tap on your arms. So what you would do is, for example, you cross your arms and with the right hand, you tap on the upper left arm and then you tap on the other arm with the left hand on the right arm. Okay. So alternating. And about in a rhythm like tap, 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 around with that rhythm. And you do this throughout the entire exercise. Now, why am I suggesting, uh, suggesting this? When you do a cross movement, which is, this is a cross movement, basically you are crossing your hands over your midline and then you are tapping in an alternate way you are engaging the right and left hemisphere of your brain. So you're activating both hemispheres. And when you do this, your body has a much easier time or your brain has a much easier time to create new connections and new neurons and new neurological pathways. So in other words, it's going to help you to rewrite your story much better and much quicker. Once you're done with this exercise and you feel like, okay, I really got this now. So, and you might, you might have to do it a few times, but what to look for is how you feel after the exercise about yourself. Because when you do this right, and I mean, right in the sense that you have literally rewritten your history and it's gotten deep into your subconscious mind, you're going to feel differently you're going to feel more empowered. You're going to feel like, okay, I have changed the course of my illness because now I start believing in myself. Okay. And as I said, you might have to do it a few times, but I really would love to hear from you how it went for you. And if you feel better after this exercise and if you feel stronger and more empowered. So please share this with me. And then lastly, one more thing I want to share with you is that of course, what I also want you to do is I want you also to picture yourself completely healthy. And this is something I suggest you do every day. It's something I, I ask every client to do, every person I work with, is to go into your mind, to close your eyes, 
and imagine being completely healthy already. The reason why I want you to do this is because, again, you are creating new neural pathways. You are giving your body instructions. And it's important here also to be very specific and clear and also to engage all your five senses. How does it feel like when you're completely healthy? What would you do? What would you say? What would you even wear? So make this very, very um, specific. And then ideally you practice this feeling every day. And the important thing here also is the feeling. How does it feel for me to be really healthy? And the best times usually to do this is right in the morning and in the evening before you fall asleep. And this is because here we want to also use the power of your brain waves again. Because when you're just waking up or you're about to fall asleep, your brain waves go from the high beta which or beta, which is usually a stress mode, into the alpha and theta state. And that's the state. Remember, I shared with this in the very beginning of this episode. These are the states when your subconscious mind can learn very, very quickly. So you can use these times to your advantage and picture yourself completely healthy. Go into the emotion, go into the feeling. How would it feel like? Then hold this thought for a few minutes. And again, remember your body is listening. You're literally giving your body new instructions on how you want to be, new instructions on how to be healthy. Okay, this was it for today and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, I would love to hear from you, so please um, post your comments or your experience on this page. And of course, if you love this episode, please share it with your friends. Thank you so much and until soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Energy Shift Podcast at www.drkaterina.com.